You love the Lord this morning? Amen. Amen. So do I. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Father God, we give you all the glory. Lord, we give you all the honor. Lord, we thank you that we can be here in your presence. Lord, we just ask even now, Lord, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would descend upon this service, Father God. Lord, we just invite your presence to be here, Lord God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that this congregation does not hear the man, but that they hear the Holy Spirit. Father God, I pray, Lord, that the bread of life would be broken this morning, Lord God, for all of us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. Well, it was springtime a few weeks ago, unfortunately. The joys of living in southeastern Ohio. But I think it's soon to be on the way. But the Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? Amen. I have a little slide for you. If the booth can bring it up, I hope that you can see it. Maybe not. Can it zoom out just a little bit? Or zoom? Maybe not. Anyway, maybe it's not going to work. I kind of sent it in a sketchy fashion, so it's not really their fault. It was kind of a little slide that had at the top, it was a drawing that said, my plan for my life, or what I thought God's plan for my life was, and it's a person riding a bike on a straight line, right to the finish line. The bottom one is God's actual plan, which has all the pitfalls, the rocks, the bridges you got to cross, the moats, and this and that, and that's God's actual plan for our lives. So I saw that this week, and it kind of reminded me of uh, this message a little bit, you know, of what I think the way things should go and the way things actually are and what God has actually in store for us. You know, we get to those moats and pitfalls and mountains and we think, God, where in the world are you? And we don't realize that that's what God has in store for us. What kind of wimps, spiritual wimps would we be if it was just a like, nice stroll in the park? Amen? Amen. Sorry that that didn't come out very well. That's my mistake. Now I want to get to the message this morning. Have you ever been in a situation or predicament or a circumstance where you weren't really sure what to do? Where you weren't really sure of what course of action to take? Where it's not so clear cut? Where a situation or a circumstance where, man, should I do this? Because then this might happen, or should I do that? And that might happen. I I don't know. I'm not really sure. Because I don't know about you, but life keeps presenting to me these situations where I'm not exactly sure what to do. And I'm sure that you deal with those types of things as well. And you might think, well, that's easy. Just do what the Bible says. And I wish it always was that easy. And obviously, we always should obey the Bible. Amen? Amen. Amen. We should always obey the Bible, but sometimes some things in life aren't so cut and dry. There are some complex situations that arise in our lives. Amen? And these things keep on coming up in our lives. Now, I want to start off with a couple of no-brainers. Okay, we'll ease our way into it. Obviously, when you're in school, you don't start right out with algebra and trigonometry. You start out with basic math, 4 plus 4 and 2 plus 2, right? So we'll start off with a couple easy things, all right? 
Let's say I'm at Walmart and I need a particular item on the shelf. Do I steal that item because I need it or do I pay for that item? Well, that's an easy one. The Bible tells us thou shalt not steal. So that's easy. No, we don't steal it. We pay for it. If you steal it, you're taking something that's not yours and then you become a thief. Right? And we know what the word says about thieves and stealing. Okay? Another easy one. That's an easy one. Let's go to another easy one. Should I love my wife? Well, that's another no-brainer. Many times in the Bible, the word actually commands us men to love our wives. Men, you ought to love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Men ought to love their wives as their own bodies. The Bible said it several times. That's a no-brainer. Yes, you should love your wife. It's not a question. That's cut and dry. That's nice and easy. Another easy one. Should I lie or should I tell the truth? That's, that's easy. I wish all of life's circumstances that are presented to me, I wish they were nice and cut and dry. Because then, you know, maybe I'd be a little better off and wouldn't make such bad mistakes. But the Bible says, all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire which burns with fire and brimstone. That's an easy one. Tell the truth. But there are circumstances that aren't so easy. Amen? If all decisions were that easy, which we still tend to screw some of those easy ones up, life would be a little easier for us. But there are some complex things that come our way. Some of the things that happen to us require us to proceed in faith. Amen? Sometimes you've got to pray and say, Lord, help me. I, I'm not real sure on this one. This isn't an easy one, Lord. I'm going to walk by faith. Some situations require that. Some things are a little more difficult. Things like, and I jotted down a small list, things like opportunities that arise in our lives. Do I take this opportunity? Do I walk through this door? Or do I let it pass me down? Lord, is it wrong for me? Is it right for me? What should I do with this opportunity in my life, Lord? There's career directions, Lord. Should I move in this direction with my life, Lord? Should I take this job? Should I pass this job up? What should I do, Lord? Some of those things aren't cut and dry. I can't sometimes point to the Bible and say, it says this, and it's that easy. Sometimes you've got to pray and walk in faith for some of these decisions. Relationships. That's a big one. And I'm not talking about just marriage relationships or men-women relationships. Friend relationships. Business relationships. Who should I marry? You know, that, the Bible doesn't tell you who to marry. My board in here doesn't say, Jason, Mary, Shannon. I had to pray over it. I had to proceed in faith over it. Family decisions. Man, some of the family decisions we got to make are very difficult. Very difficult because those children don't come with instruction manuals, do they? They don't. Sometimes you got to, I, I don't know what to do. What, what am I supposed to do here? Parenthood situations. We find ourselves parenting these children and they're very difficult, very difficult to deal with. We're not exactly sure how to address these problems. Financial decisions that we have to face. Some of the financial decisions we make a poor decision can harm you for years and years and years into your future. All from one little decision. 
We have job and workplace situations that we have to face where we're not exactly sure how to address them, not exactly sure how to proceed. We have marriage situations. And marriage can be difficult sometimes, can it? Marriage can be very difficult, and I am by no means a professional at it. I'm a student of it, and I'm constantly learning what's right and what's wrong. But sometimes things face me in on my marriage, and I'm like, Lord, what, what do I do? How do I proceed here? How do I take care of her? In the ministry, you ask Pastor Joe, Pastor Joe, do you know what you're doing all the time? He's going to say, nope, I do not. There are very difficult situations that present themselves in the ministry. I've talked, you know, you, you try to witness and speak Christ into people's lives, and I'll call dad up and I'll say, dad, this individual I talked to, I didn't even know where to begin with them. Their problems are so bad, I, I stood there nearly speechless because I didn't even know where to begin. Man, things in the ministry can be very difficult. They can. Not a clear-cut path. You've got to proceed in faith. And some of the decisions that we make, financial decisions, spiritual decisions, decisions to maybe move locations or home or place of residence, all of these decisions are very tough and very difficult, and they can have very serious impacts on our future. Amen? Very serious impacts on our spiritual life. They can have very serious impact on and consequences on our loved ones. And me as a dad, if I make poor decisions, I'm not only going to harm myself, I'm going to harm my wife, I'm going to harm my children, I may harm some of my friends, I may harm some of my non-immediate family members, I may harm some of my church friends. If I'm a poor example at work, I might end up harming some of my co-workers. The decisions that we make with these complex situations where we aren't very sure what to do can have huge impacts on not only ourselves but everyone around us. All the people in our circle of influence. What we choose can and will affect our future. So brothers and sisters, here's what I'm getting at. What do you do when you don't know what to do? What do you do when you don't know which avenue to take? Which decision to make? What to do with this opportunity? In your marriage, in your family, your financial decisions. What is it you do when you don't know what to do? I remember when I graduated high school in 1994. Believe it or not, it's getting to be a long time ago. And time goes by so quickly. But I remember when I graduated, I was 18 years old, just out of high school, graduated, glad to be out of high school. And then people looked at me as an adult. And I wasn't an adult yet. I was very immature. I had no idea what to do with my life. No idea, no direction. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I wanted to become an astronaut or a policeman. Or I had some friends that were saying, I'm going to college for this amount of years. I'm going to get this degree. I'm going to take this internship then this job. Not me, man. I was sitting there going, I don't know what to do. I remember... I had no idea what to do with my life. You know what? Since then I have prayed many, many, many times, Lord, give me direction, give me a path, and you proceed in faith. I remember when I got married. I had never been a husband before. What do I do with this wife? How do I take care of her? Here I was, a new husband with no experience. 
Sure, I had a good example from my mom and dad, but that doesn't make me a good husband automatically. Here I was married, finding a whole new set of circumstances staring at me. Whole new set of decisions facing me. I had to take care of this, if any of you know Shannon, this ultra-feminine woman that I married. Now she's laughing a minute ago, now she's crying. What, what do I do? What did I do? It's probably something I did. You know, you're not sure how to proceed all the time with all the things in life that face you. I remember when we had, when I had my firstborn son, you know, holding this little baby. Never been a father before. How do I take care of this baby? What do I do? What, what am I supposed to do? I don't have any fatherhood skills yet. I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to do, which direction I'm supposed to take. I've, I've got a family that I'm responsible for now. What do I do, Lord? Yeah, the Bible says raise your children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Lord, what's that mean? You've got to get more detailed than that. A young father not knowing what to do, having to be responsible for his family, making decisions for his family, decisions that could harm his family or decisions that could be good for his family. What do you do when you don't know what to do, brothers and sisters? I had to pray and proceed in faith for all of these processes in my life, all of these phases of my life. It's the same for you. Now my sons are getting older. In five months or so, I'll have an actual teenager in my house. And I'm here to tell you, folks, with, with young children, it gets more complex. It doesn't get easier. It gets more complex. I'm facing things like, when do you get this boy a cell phone, you know? Because to me, cell phones are evil, man. They're too easy to access all that trash. How do I protect my sons from all the trash that's out there? How do I monitor my boys and, and the friends that they're making? And now these boys are getting older and they're making decisions on their own. Lord, what do I do, Lord? How do I keep my hand over them and watch over them and protect them and shelter them from all this trash, Lord? Things in life can get complex and complicated, and they're not so easy. Some of the answers aren't so cut and dry. Should I steal this or should I pay for it? That's easy, but sometimes those decisions that we face aren't so easy. Well, there are some circumstances at work that I have to face. I'm sure you have to face some situations at work that you're not exactly sure how to proceed. There's not a cut and dry path. Lord, what do I do in this situation, Lord? Instruct me, guide me. What do I do? Which avenue do I take? The Bible even tells us that life can be more tricky than you think. Listen to this verse found in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25 says, There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Life can be more tricky than you even think it is because even if there's something that seems right, the Bible says that path that seems right can lead to death. So it's even more difficult than you think it is. If you think, well, just do what you think is right, Jason. The Bible says you can't do that. There's ways that seem right that's going to lead to death. Now, this is a poor analogy, but this is what I thought of. Have any of you ever set mouse traps? You know, the kinds with the steel jaw that snap shut? I have many a times. Think about it from the mouse's perspective. 
That mouse is just out scavenging, doing what he needs to do for his family at home. He's out looking for some food to bring to his wife and to his baby mice at home, right? And he sees this large hunk of cheese. That cheese, think about it, that cheese represents sustenance for his family, right? He's doing what he thinks is right for his family until the steel jaw snaps shut on him and takes his life. That's what the Bible says, hey, 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 you can't do what you always think is right. You cannot because there are ways that seem right that lead to death. The mouse goes for the cheese thinking he's got a meal, thinking he's got a big hunk for himself and for his family. But the Lord's saying, it's a trap, my child, it's a trap. Avoid that. Brothers and sisters, these types of things present themselves in our lives all the time. You can ask Pastor Joe, what's one of the major problems you deal with? And he'll tell you, poor decisions. People make poor decisions and pierce themselves through with many sorrows. You can't always do what you think seems right. The Bible warns us. We have an enemy who's out to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen? We have an enemy who is out there placing mouse traps, And he would not, none other than love it to see you pierced through with many sorrows going after what you thought was good for you and for your family. He would love to see you spiritually ruined He'd love to see your marriage torn apart, your family torn apart, because you went after what you thought was right. And the enemy is more subtle than any beast in the field. He will use what seems right. And that's how crafty and tricky and deceitful he is. And he's a liar and a father of them. And he wants you ruined, and he will use seemingly good things to do it. The world always tells us bigger and better and faster. I'm telling you, we better proceed in faith. He is here to steal, kill, and destroy. When Proverbs remind us that there's a way that seems right into us, but in those are the ways of death, it's telling us not to trust in our own intellect. Don't trust in what you think, or you'll pierce yourself. You'll harm yourself. You'll harm your family. Now, here's the scripture, and this is kind of what I want to get to this morning. This is the scripture that is really the crux of the message this morning. It's found in Jeremiah 33, verse 3. And this is an awesome scripture. I pray that it's on your heart all week long. It says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Brothers and sisters, hear me now. When you don't know what to do, ask God. When you have a situation facing you and staring down at you and you aren't sure what to do with this opportunity, you're not sure what to do with this decision, ask someone who does know. Ask God. The Bible says, call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Man, the Lord knows he has the answer to your problem, to my problem. He has the answer. He has a decision he wants you to make. But you have to call on him and he will reveal it to you. The Lord possesses 
the ability. The Lord possesses the insight to see into the future, brothers and sisters. I'm just a man. I can't see the future. I can't predict what's going to happen down the road. I can't tell you what's going to happen five minutes from now. I might be dead. One of you might drop over dead. I can't tell that. I don't have that ability. The Lord does. He can see all, know all. He possesses the wisdom of the ages. He knows. He has the ability to keep you from harming yourself. He has the ability to say, no, 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 my child, I want you to go this way. That way might seem right, but I don't want that way. It leads to death. Man, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Man, you got to confess, unless you're arrogant, there's stuff that we don't know about. There are things in our lives that we truly don't know about. Sometimes us men can be arrogant and prideful and act like we know all the answers. And sometimes when Shannon says to me, what should we do? I do act like I know what to do. But deep down inside, I'm thinking, I don't know what to do. I have no idea. But I try to fake her out and act like I know what I'm doing. But I don't. So many times at work... I find myself whispering, Lord, you got to help me. What do I do here? Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. When you don't know what to do, ask God. Man, God knows what to do. God knows if it leads to life or if it leads to death. Colossians chapter 2 verse 3 says, and it's talking about God the Father in Christ. says, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In God, the Father, in Christ, we can tap into that whenever we want. If we go to Him, we can say, Lord, the Bible says, in you are all the hidden all the treasures of knowledge and wisdom. You have all that. God, the Father, in Christ, have they possess all of that knowledge and insight, and they're willing to impart that into you if you ask Him. When you don't know what to do, ask God. They possess the wisdom of the ages. He is able to keep his hand over your life. He is able to direct your path. He is able to direct your steps. He is. That's one thing I always testify the goodness of God is. I feel that the Lord has kept his hand over my wife and I and our family's lives. He has guided us from day one. He's guided us, and I'm so thankful. I feel as though, not because of anything that I have done at all, but I feel as though because of God, we have been able to avoid a lot of pitfalls in life. We've been able to because of the guidance of God, the influence of the Holy Spirit, the wisdom that God gives to his people enables us to avoid pits and traps and snares and mouth traps with big hunks of cheese that we think is good. It's the wisdom of God. It's right there and he's saying, call unto me. I'll impart this into you. I'll tell you. I don't have the ability to see into the future. I'm just a man. Maybe you think, well, I'll just ask Pastor Joe when I got a problem. I'll just call him up, see what he thinks. Now, and that's all well and good. Sometimes I do that too. We all have what we would consider or what I would consider a spiritual mentor. You know, I have a few of them. Guys that are older than me, men and women that are older than me, wiser than I am, have been through more things than I have. 
And sometimes I will call them up and bounce some things off of them and maybe get their opinion. But brothers and sisters, you can tell me the best spiritual mentor there is out there. But that person is still a human being. And if that person is a good spiritual mentor at all, they're going to tell you at times, I don't know what to do, man. I don't know. Pray and proceed in faith. I don't know. I can't give you a clear-cut answer. You've got to go to God. When you don't know what to do, ask God. And Pastor Joe, he does have wisdom. But his wisdom is limited. He's just a man. Your spiritual mentor is just a man or a woman. Their wisdom is limited. God's is limitless. He possesses all the treasure of knowledge and wisdom. He possesses it. He has it. And he's willing to give it to you. Some of it to you in order for you to get through this difficult decision that you have. I think our lives would be so much easier if we just constantly said, Lord, what would you have your servant to do? Bad decisions. Man, I see it all the time. People making bad decisions. God is able to reveal things to you. God is able to reveal hidden things to you. He's able to reveal things to you that you don't know right now. Lord, I don't know what to do. And if you call on the name of the Lord, he will reveal. In his way and in his time, he will do it. He will get you through. He will see you through that time. God is able to, now listen to me, God is able to give you an answer. He is. He will answer your prayers one way or the other. He will answer them. He will. But here's the catch to it all. Jeremiah 33, verse 3, the very beginning of it says, and this is the catch, call unto me. Call unto me. God doesn't reveal anything to people that don't give a hoot about him. God doesn't reveal anything to people that don't care. God doesn't reveal anything to people that don't seek his face. God's not going to come to you with hidden manna and say, look, I'm going to reveal something to you that's hidden, that's secret. I'm just going to reveal it to you. If you don't care, if you're just bebopping about life, not praying, God's not going to reveal anything to you. He's not. Think about when God flooded the earth. Remember that way back in the days of Noah? The Bible calls him righteous Noah. He revealed a secret to Noah. He revealed, Noah, I'm going to flood the earth. And Noah possessed, he imported that knowledge into Noah. Noah began to build this ark because he knew something was coming. Noah tried to tell other people about it, but the other people God didn't reveal that to. They didn't care. They were eating and drinking and partying down and marrying and giving in marriage. God didn't reveal it to them. He revealed it to Noah, the one who was righteous, seeking, praying, asking. God revealed it to him. And we know the rest of that story. Brothers and sisters, call on me, it says, and I will answer. Call on me. If there's one message that we've been hearing from the pulpit lately, if there's one message that I have been hearing from the Lord lately, it is pray. Call on me. 
He's not going to reveal anything to you lest you call on Him. Lord, you got to give me some answers. Lord, I need some answers in my life. Lord, you got to give me direction. Lord, I need to know what to do. Call on me. That's the catch. You got to call on His name. You got to call on the name of the Lord. Lord, I need some answers. Lord, what do I do? In order to get answers, you have to ask. It's that simple. You've got to ask them. The Bible says in James, this is one of my favorite scriptures, draw nigh unto me and I'll draw nigh unto you. And it's just so simple, but what we end up doing is we don't draw nigh unto God and we expect him still to give us all the answers. We expect him still to tell us what to do in this decision, Lord. I haven't prayed about it at all, but Lord, you better direct my steps. Doesn't work that way. The Bible says clearly, no, you draw nigh unto me. When I see you drawing nigh, when I see a heart that's broken and contrite and coming to me, needing some answers, asking and calling, then I'll answer you. The Bible says, if you call on him, he will answer. Listen to this. Isaiah chapter 58 verse 9 says, Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. Brothers and sisters, we got to call on his name in order to get those secret things revealed to us. You call, and he will say, Here I am. And isn't that awesome that we have a God As holy and mighty and powerful as he is, when we call on him, he'll say, here I am. Here I am to listen, to hear. And I'm glad that we have a God that's like that. We have a God that's personal, that we can go to, that we can talk with, that we can converse with. The Bible says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man answers, I'll come in unto him. And we have a God that wants to reconcile with us, that wants to speak with us, that wants to know the thoughts and intents of our heart. He wants to, but he's not going to force it on us. He shall say, here I am. And God has put me in some situations lately that has driven me to my knees. He has. He has put me in some situations where I had no option but to say, Forget this, I'm going to my prayer closet. And I think that he does that on purpose. I do. I think the Lord lets us get into some situations. He does. I'd had nowhere else to turn. I had to had so much in my heart and so much on my mind that I said, forget this, I'm going to my prayer closet. I got to talk to God. I need to hear some answers. I need some direction from him. I pray to God that he puts everyone in this room in that same situation. Where you can't stand it any longer, you got to go pray. you got to get some answers, man. Lord, you've got to show me that you're at work here. Psalms 139.23 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Man, it's, it's a, such an exhilarating feeling to come out of your prayer closet after you left all in there. And you know that God heard you. You know that God said, here I am, I'll listen. You know that God gave you his ear. And you know that now that you spoke your heart to him, he's dealing with that matter. He is. And if you go to God and you're genuine, he will 
move on behalf of your prayers. He will. God, I was blowing up at my wife earlier this week and griping to her about some things going on and complaining to her. And she yelled at me and said, why don't you practice what you preach? Unfortunately, I had told her what I was preaching on earlier in the week, and she knew I was preaching on this topic, and she said, why don't you practice what you preach? And that was rude, wasn't it? She was right. She was right, though. She is a good, godly wife. You know, I get, we get ourselves so frustrated and things in life just build up in us and we get frustrated and angry and we just want to complain. We just want to gripe to somebody. When in fact, God is saying, draw nigh unto me and I'll draw nigh unto you. And we just can't grasp that. I don't know what it is. With me, maybe I'm thick scald or something like that. But human nature is we're just lazy and we. I'm glad I have a godly wife to tell me those types of things. She was right. Luke chapter 11 verse 9 says. And I say unto you, ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receives. And he that seeks finds. And to him that knocks it shall be open. Brothers and sisters, you got to ask. you got to seek. you got to knock on God's door. He's not going to tell you for no reason at all. you got to go to Him and ask. you got to seek out some answers. you got to search for them. If we don't pray, I think God puts us in situations where we got to pray. Proverbs chapter 25 verse 2 says, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. And how many of you know, I think God intentionally conceals some things from us. He does. He lets situations up come up in our lives where I'm not real sure what I should do. The matter's concealed to me. I can't see it. I can't see the right answer. And the Bible says it's an honor to kings to search out the matter. Man, do some seeking and some searching and some knocking and some asking, brothers and sisters. Because if you do, if you seek, you'll find. I look back at Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3. It says, Call unto me, I'll answer, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Brothers and sisters, do you know when God revealed that? you know where Jeremiah was when God revealed that to him? In jail. Dude was in jail. The Lord chastens those whom he loves. I believe he lets us get into some circumstances where we have to call on him. Lord, I'm in jail, Lord. Lord, you've got to give me direction. Lord, you've got to show me that you're in work, at work here. So I'll tell you what, when things are good in my life, I don't have any sense of urgency. I don't no need to go into the prayer closet. There's no need. I don't need any answers. I'm good. I got no questions. I'm good. Let's just keep on going. Like the slide I showed at the beginning. It's just get on your bike and ride to the finish line. All is well. Lord, put us in situations where we have to call on you. All is well, bro. I have no stress. I'm good. No worries. And all that produces is no sense of urgency in us. No real need to pray. No real thirst or hunger. 
We heard earlier this Wednesday, earlier this week on Wednesday, some awesome Bible scriptures said, Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Man, we're, we're to be zealous, a zealous people. Brothers and sisters, when you don't know what to do, ask God. When you are unsure, ask Him. Ask Him who possesses all the knowledge, who has all the tri- hidden treasures of wisdom, and He will tell you. He will give you an answer. He will guide you. Now, one final thought on Jeremiah 33 3. Call unto me, I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things. Brothers and sisters, when God is doing something, it's great and mighty. It's not small and insignificant. The Bible says, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things. When God does something, it's great. When God does something, it's mighty. When God does something, it's wonderful. When God does something, it's powerful. When God does something, it's significant in your life. When he's at work behind the scenes, he's working to make you a better man of God or a better woman of God, a better person, a better Christian. God does great things and powerful things and mighty things. Not goofy, insignificant things. He does real things that matter and that are significant. Amen? Call on God. He will show you worthwhile things, significant things, real things going on behind the scenes. But He's not going to tell you lest we call on Him. Amen? Amen. Booth, if you would begin to play some music. Listen. Let's not be done just yet. If we could maybe dim these lights down, begin some music, and I want to do this. I want to invite you to this altar where you can come and ask God. His ear is here waiting for you. Are you in a situation where you are a little bit unsure of which direction to go? Ask God. Are you unsure of an answer or direction? Ask someone who knows. God the Father, Christ, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, He will reveal an answer to you. He'll reveal a direction to you. Amen. Thank you, Lord.